Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Locked on ACC. It is Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest. Spent a lot of time over the last five weeks talking about one of my ventures. We'll talk about another one on this program. Stay tuned. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by Built Bar. Once again, you can visit BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On, get $10 off your first purchase. There's some more cool stuff going on with Built Bar, too. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on in the show. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, 10 bucks off your first order. If you want to contact the program, we are on Twitter. We are at LockedOnACC. Email is LockedOnACC at gmail.com. If you want to email us, send us a voice memo, whatever you'd like to do. You can also tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. I would love to hear from you. Before we get too far into the actual meat of the program today, I wanted to share something with you because it's getting warm here in the South. We're talking about baseball actually coming to the Carolinas where I'm located starting July 1st. We're talking about MLB baseball possibly returning. I know that has nothing to do with the ACC, but you'll see where I'm going here. Baseball America has actually released, and I'm not going to get into too much detail here because there's not much detail to be had They've released their eight for Omaha for next year, where they predict the eight teams to go to the College World Series the following year. There are two ACC schools among those eight. One of them, you would probably expect based on recent success. The other, you might not, based on their falling on hard times recently. But I will tell you who they are in alphabetical order. Florida, LSU, the first ACC team, Louisville, Mississippi, Texas Tech, UCLA, Virginia, who has fallen on some pretty hard times since they last uh, raised the flag in Omaha, and of course, the usual standard, Vanderbilt. It's a long way until we get to college baseball, but you know what? We're keeping a positive mindset on this program, as you know, if you followed us along all these Many days and weeks, we are looking forward all the time. That's what we're going to do with college baseball as well. And again, two ACC teams among Baseball America's eight for Omaha for the 2021 campaign. Never too early to start thinking baseball. While we're thinking about things we haven't talked about in a while, I wanted to kind of turn the focus back to basketball because the last time we talked about basketball on this show, you'll recall we were talking about Tournaments past. And we have a time machine theme going on across the Locked On Podcast Network right now. We took you back through time at some of the ACC tournaments, some of the NCAA tournaments that have stood out in years past. We're going to take you forward a little bit now, kind of getting the time machine moving ahead a bit. Today, we're going to talk about players that have transferred away from ACC schools in terms of basketball. When you start thinking about your school, how they're going to look next year, you're going to see some familiar faces that are gone, some faces coming in, which we'll talk about Friday, but we want to start by talking about the players who have left ACC schools. And we'll start with Boston College. Some significant losses for the Eagles, including Jarius Hamilton, the 6'8", 234-pound forward, who transferred from Boston College. 
He will go to Maryland. I will also tell you, by the way, as of right now, over 900 players in the transfer portal, probably more than that as time goes along. We've seen some that have just entered recently. COVID had part of the uh, things to do with that. Some other decisions happening late. You'll see some guys declaring for the NBA draft that will come back. But for now, we're focused on the transfer portal players. Hamilton, last year at BC, a pretty significant player for his career at BC. He played in 54 games, started 28, averaged 7.3 points a game, pulled down 4.1 rebounds, but he's a significant loss for BC. Last year in ACC play, he played in 17 conference games, started 15 Averaged 8.5 a game, hauled in 4.1 rebounds a game in ACC play, and again, he is headed off to Maryland for next season. Chris Heron, sophomore shooting guard whose dad was a BC legend, as you'll recall, he has also departed the Eagle program. He's off to San Diego for his BC career, played in 49 games, started 8. He averaged 3.2 points a game last year. He played in 10 ACC games, did not start any played about eight minutes a game, averaged 1.3 points a game. I'll also tell you, as we go over these names, not all of them are significant, that's fine, but it does help to know who these schools are losing. Another BC departure, Julian Richwan, the 6'5 shooting guard, played one season at BC. He is now off to San Francisco. Last year, his freshman campaign, played in 30 games, started three overall, averaged four points a game, In conference play, he played in 18 games, started two, averaged 3.3 points a game, grabbed about two rebounds a game, dished just shy of an assist per game. Clemson loses a single player. They lose sophomore center Trey Jemison, a seven-foot center. He was a three-star recruit. He's now off to UAB, closer to home for him. Jemison played in 50 games as a Tiger. He started one. Averaged 1.2 points a game, 1.5 rebounds a game. In conference play, he played in 31 games, started one of those games, and averaged one point per game. So a significant loss for Clemson in terms of size, but probably not a whole lot in terms of production. And Clemson does have some people who have joined the program. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Friday. One of the more significant names to leave an ACC program, Duke's Alex O'Connell, often referred to as AOC, whether derisively or not, by Duke fans. The 6'6 shooting guard off to Creighton. O'Connell played in 101 Duke games, started 14. Averaged 4.3 points a game, a little shy of two rebounds a game. In three conference seasons at Duke, played in 53 games, started eight. Averaged 4.3 points a game, but was a still significant role player for that Duke franchise. Yes, we'll call them a franchise. During his time in Durham, he's off to Creighton to finish up his collegiate eligibility. We'll continue to look more at some of the players that have departed ACC programs. More of those ACC departures coming up next. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about Built Bar. We've talked about Built Bar all month. We've mentioned the great things they have going on there. We told you my thoughts on them. We told you the customers' thoughts on them. And you may have heard all that. You may have thought to yourself, well, Brian, this all sounds great, but I just don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence about whether or not I want to buy these Built Bars. Let me tell you about a deal they've got going on that may swing you over a little bit. Along with the promo code that we're offering, if you go to BuiltBar.com, 
Enter the promo code Locked On at checkout. $10 off your first order. Along with that, this week, they are running a $5 promotion off of every box of bars. Whether you get the mixed box, whether you get a box of a certain flavor, whether you put together your own, $5 off every box of bars that you can use along with that $10 Locked On promo code if you've not made an order. So if you're really kind of wondering, should I do this? Should I venture into buying Built Bars? Now you have five more dollars off and even more reason to try Built Bar. Along with that, there are four new flavors and they are distinctly toward the season, toward the spring and summer season. Also, if you're in the South, they're a little more distinctly Southern as well. They have peanut butter, banana, pineapple, upside down cake, coconut pecan pie, and blueberry lemon that you can try, along with all the other great Built Bar flavors that have already been there and are still there. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Continuing along again, this is Locked On ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. It is May 27th, 2020. We are taking a look at some of the players that have transferred away from ACC basketball programs. So when you're starting to think about your school's schedule coming up, I'll tell you a great place to find schedules, by the way. And we'll talk through some of those ACC schedules as we have them a little bit later on in the summer. But as you're starting to plan out your school's forecast for the fall and the winter, some of the people that will no longer be part of ACC basketball rosters due to transfer. The next one to look at, Evan Cole, the 6'9 forward, transferred away from Georgia Tech, transferred to Utah Valley. Cole, 69 games as a yellow jacket during his career. He started 12, averaged 3.9 points a game, three rebounds a game. But again, a 6'9 forward, it's a little tough to replace. Good size, good athleticism. He'll now be departing Atlanta and off to Utah Valley. During his career as an ACC player, played in 42 conference games, started seven. He averaged about four points a game and three rebounds a game during ACC contests. Asante Price has also left the Georgia Tech program. A 6'5 shooting guard, played in one season at Georgia Tech, played 15 games, started none. Averaged 2.7 points a game, two rebounds a game. He has left Georgia Tech to go to Tallahassee Community College. Christian Joland, another player who has left the Georgia Tech program, 6'7", small forward, played one season at Georgia Tech, played 21 games overall, started four, averaged three points a game, one rebound a game. During conference play, played in 12 games, started four, averaged 4.3 a game, pulled down 1.4 rebounds per game. He's off to UTEP to continue his collegiate career. Another fairly significant name in terms of transfers, and maybe not so much when you start looking at the production around this individual, but a fairly recognizable name, Darius Perry, former four-star recruit, leaves the Louisville program, goes off to UCF. Three seasons at Louisville, 100 games for Perry, started 40, averaged 4.8 points a game, dished out almost two assists per game, Pulled down about a rebound and a half a game. Again, when you start thinking about the production, maybe not so much, but then you look back, you realize he's been a pretty key contributor. Last year, in fact, 20 ACC games, he started 15 of them, averaged 4.7 points a game, dished out an assist and a half per game. Not the biggest numbers in the scorebook, but still somebody that Louisville will have a little bit of a tough time replacing, although maybe not so much, and we'll talk about why. On Friday, still a veteran presence that the Cardinals will miss. 
NC State lost a player, point guard Blake Harris, a 6'3 point guard. Left NC State, he's off to North Carolina A&T of the MEAC. Harris played one season at NC State, the 2018-19 campaign, played 30 games, started none, 3.1 points a game, an assist and a half per game. During the conference slate that year, played 12 games, did not start, obviously, since he didn't start a game all year. 1.9 points a game, almost an assist per game, almost a steal per game for Harris, the former three-star recruit. North Carolina, two fairly significant losses in terms of transfers, one being Jeremiah Francis, the six-foot point guard who stepped in and played some last year in the middle of North Carolina's, let's just call it what it was, kind of a lost season. 16 games at Carolina in one season. He started three, averaged 3.3 points a game, a little over an assist and a half per game, about a half a steal per game, roughly. In ACC play was where he got the most run. He played in 10 games, started two. In ACC play, averaged just shy of two points a game. The the big problem, I think, with Francis at the ACC level, 21.2% from the field. 27.3 from two, 9.1 from three. Just struggled to shoot the ball consistently at the ACC level. He'll head off to New Mexico to continue his collegiate career. Also, Brandon Huffman, the big man in the middle, the 6'10 player, he's left North Carolina. He'll head to Jacksonville State of the OVC. 70 career games at Carolina. Never started one. Averaged 1.4 points a game. Pulled in a little over a rebound a game. Shot 48.5% from the line, which is a bit of a problem. Although he was at least a somewhat productive scorer in the middle in terms of percentage. 31 conference games at Carolina. Never started one. Averaged 0.8 points a game. Grabbed just shy of a rebound a game. Last year, he played in just six conference contests, just 14 overall as a Tar Heel contributor. Notre Dame sheds a player off of its roster. Chris Doherty, the 6'8 power forward, former two-and-a-half-star recruit. He's gone from Notre Dame to Northeastern. Two seasons as a fighting Irish player, 17 games, 0.9 points a game. In ACC play, 10 games, never started one, 0.4 points a game. Kenny Chakuka, a 6'9", power forward, leaves Pittsburgh off to Pepperdine. Two seasons as a Panther player, played in 63 games, started at 30. 3.2 points a game for the 6'9", 225-pounder. Grabbed 3.1 rebounds a game. Shot 64% from the field from two-point range, 45% overall as a Panther. Played in 36 ACC games, started 14, averaged 2.8 points a game, 2.4 rebounds per game. Now, as I mentioned, off to Pepperdine. More Pittsburgh departures. Samson George, a 6'7 power forward, left Pittsburgh for Central Arkansas. Played in three seasons, parts of them anyway, as a Panther player. Played in 26 games, started one, averaged 0.9 points a game, and a rebound a game. 14 ACC games, averaged 0.6 and 0.8. The big one, though, from Pittsburgh, Trey McGowans, leaving the Panthers to head to Nebraska, played parts of two seasons as a Panther, 6'4", 190 guard, played in 66 games, started 64, he averaged 11.6 points a game, hauled in 3.2 rebounds a game, handed out over two and a half assists and nearly two steals per game. Again, a big loss for Pittsburgh, especially when you consider his ACC performance Played in 38 games, started 37 of them in conference play. 
averaged in double figures, 10.8 points a game, handed out 3.1 assists per game, including 4.2 a game last year, and really was responsible for dishing the ball quite a bit last year. Also, nearly two steals per contest in ACC play for Trey McGowans, who now is off to Nebraska. The other Panther to leave the program, Ryan Murphy, a 6'2 guard transferring from Pittsburgh to Tulane. Murphy started his career at Charlotte, then spent a year at a JC before spending a year at Pittsburgh. Played in 30 games, started 12, averaged 7.6 a game, almost two rebounds a game, just over an assist per game, almost a steal per game. 17 ACC games he started for, scored 5.8 per contest, about a rebound and a half, an assist, and nearly a steal per game for Ryan Murphy as a Panther. More ACC departures to review? We'll do that coming right up. You're listening to Locked on ACC. This is Locked on ACC. It is May 27, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. We are talking about college basketball departures from the ACC as transfers. And again, as we mentioned earlier in the program, there were over 900 players who entered the transfer portal this season. Probably more to come. Along with that, you'll see ACC players entering the NBA draft and then coming back. There's a lot of player movement. We want to talk about some of that on today's show and on Friday's show, just to tell you who's moving, where they're moving, if we know, just to get you ready for basketball season. Another big-time former recruit leaving the ACC, Jalen Carey, the 6'3 guard leaving Syracuse. No destination announced for Carey, but again, a former four-star player. Played in parts of two seasons as an Orange player. 27 games, started four. He played in just two this past season. 3.3 points a game, almost two rebounds a game, an assist per game, and a little over half a steal per game for Carey. During his ACC career, 11 conference games, one start. Averaged 1.2 points a game, about a half an assist per game, and a rebound per game. Another case of a big-time recruit who just got in the ACC and couldn't really get into the rotation for one reason or another, he'll be transferring to another program. Another former four-star Syracuse contributor, Bryson Goodine, leaves Syracuse, goes to Providence. One season under Jim Beheim. he played in 23 games, didn't start, averaged 1.9 per game, grabbed a rebound, dished out almost an assist, recorded a half a steal per game. 14 ACC games for Goodine, averaged that same 1.9 points a game. And that same one rebound per game, Goodine off to become a Providence Friar and join the Big East. Brendan Paul, a 6'3 guard, leaves Syracuse, goes to Fairmont State in West Virginia to continue his career. 16 games as a Syracuse player, never started, averaged 0.2 points a game. Played in nine ACC games, averaged 0.3 points a game. Howard Washington leaves Syracuse, the 6'3 point guard, no announced destination for him yet. Put in 41 career games as an Orange player. Averaged 1.1 points a game in ACC contests, that being 21 of his 41 games. Averaged just shy of a point per game otherwise. A fairly big transfer name that came out over the weekend, P.J. Horn, the 6'5 forward for Virginia Tech, was announced over the weekend that he would be leaving Blacksburg. Kind of odd timing for Horn, especially after last year. He had the biggest year he's had as a Hokie. Played in 32 games last year, started 30 of them after recording just five starts in his first 57 games in Blacksburg. Last year, Horn averaged 7.6 a game, 4.2 rebounds, and a little bit shy of a steal and a block per game for the 6'5 forward. 
Played in 89 games career as a Hokie. Started 35 of them. Averaged 5.2 a game. In ACC play, 46 games for Horn. 19 starts, 18 of those coming last year. Horn last year averaged 7.4 a game in ACC play. A little over four rebounds a game for his career. 4.7 points per game and a little bit shy of three rebounds per game. So Horn will continue his final season of eligibility somewhere away from Blacksburg. That loss hurts. There's been a lot of speculation about whether or not Tech will become a little more guard-heavy next year. They might. Uh, In fact, our good friend of the program, Kevin Sweeney, has speculated that a time or two. There's a reason why they might not, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on Friday's show. Landers Nolly, another big departure for Tech. We already knew that one was going to happen. The 6'7 shooting guard, former four-star, leaves Virginia Tech off to Memphis. Nolly, at times, really carried that program last year. 15.5 a game in his lone season in Blacksburg. Started 29 of his 32 games in which he made an appearance. Pulled down just shy of six rebounds a game. Little south of two and a half assists per game. In ACC play, he had a big season, although a lot of speculation, and we kind of brought it up here on, on this show, about whether or not Nolly just kind of hit a wall for one reason or another, whether it was because he was essentially carrying that program or what it may have been. But he played in 20 ACC games, started 17, averaged 14.8 a game, six rebounds a game, dished out almost two and a half dimes per game, but Nolly now off to Memphis. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with Nolly and a lot of stuff that we really don't have time to get into on this program, but there was a lot of stuff with his dad and you know the fact that he had originally committed to another program, then came to Tech, now he's leaving again, but Nolly now off to Memphis. Brendan Palmer also has left the Virginia Tech program, a 6'3 shooting guard, not very much of a contributor, only played in seven games as a Hokie, averaged .3 a game. Another Hokie who leaves the nest, Isaiah Wilkins, 6'3", shooting guard. Not a big scorer so much for Virginia Tech, but a big defensive contributor. Played in 66 games as a Hokie in two seasons. Started six. Averaged 4.5 a game. Pulled down two and a half rebounds a game. An assist, almost one steal per game. 38 ACC games. Started four. Averaged 3.7 a game. Grabbed 2.2 rebounds a game. Almost an assist, almost a steal per game. But again, he'll probably be missed a little bit more on the defensive end of the floor. He's going to Wake Forest. So he will remain in the ACC. He'll play for Steve Forbes. But he will no longer be part of the Virginia Tech program. Speaking of Wake Forest, a big loss for them. Shondi Brown, the 6'5 guard, the former four-star, leaves the Demon Deacons. He's off to Michigan three seasons In Winston-Salem for Brown, 84 games, 73 starts. He averaged 10.4 a game, grabbed 4.7 rebounds a game, a little over an assist per game, about a half a steal per game for Shondi Brown. The last two years in double figures for Brown, he averaged 11.9 the year prior, and then last year, 12.1 a game. Brown, though, put up some interesting numbers in the ACC. 49 games, 43 starts. He averaged a little over 10 points a game, 10.1 to be exact. Close to five rebounds a game. Averaged 12.1 in conference play in 2018 and 19. Last year, 10.5 in conference play. He only played in 13 games in the ACC due to injury. Started nine, but still averaged 10.5 per game. He is now off to Ann Arbor. Another big loss for Forbes comes in the form of Olivier Saar, the seven-foot center. 
leaves Wake Forest to go to Kentucky for his final season of eligibility. Saw really came on last year. If you look at his career, his numbers don't really stand out so much. 85 games, started 31 of them, 7.8 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, about a half an assist, half a steal, a full block per game. But you look at last year particularly. All 31 of those starts have come in the last two years, but last year, played in 30 games, started 15, averaged almost 27 minutes a game, which is significant for a big guy. So that means he not only stayed out of foul trouble, but he was in a lot better shape. 13.7 points a game, nine boards a game for Saar. He also blocked 1.2 shots per game and got a lot more consistent on offense. Shot 52.7% from the field. The year prior, he had shot 47.4. So a big improvement for Saar, especially if you track over those three years, started as a first-year player shooting 34.8% from the field, then finished up 527 which shows why he was so attractive to a program like Kentucky. Also, you can track his improvement at the line. 60% as a first-year player, then 70.5, then 76.1. Played in 51 games as an ACC player, started 22 of those in conference play, averaged 7.9 a game, 5.8 rebounds. So right pretty much on line with his regular totals. But last year in ACC play, Played in 20 games, started 13, 13 13.2 points a game, 8.3 boards a game, a block per game. Also shot 74.2% from the line and 52.4% from the field last year did Saar. So a significant improvement from Saar under those three years. And whatever you want to say about Danny Manning's tenure in Winston-Salem, look at the improvement of Olivier Saar over those three years and take that with you. Sharon Wright Jr. also leaves Wake Forest. Wright, not the contributor that a lot of people anticipated at that level, depending on the recruiting service you listen to, a three-star or a four-star recruit. Got to Wake Forest his first year, played in 31 games, started 20, averaged 7.1 a game last year. That production pretty much fell off a cliff, played in 20 games, did not start, only averaged a little bit over nine minutes a game, averaged 2.2 points a game. Last year, in 13 ACC games in which he did not start, averaged just shy of two points a game after averaging 7.1 in conference play the year prior, and Wright will now look for another program, as will Michael Wynn, the 6'6 small forward, leaving Wake Forest. He played in 41 games as a Demon Deacon, did not start, averaged 1.7 per game, 1.3 last season, 24 ACC games for Wynn, averaged 2.3 points a game, Again, no destination announced yet for a win. So there's your list of ACC players who have transferred out of their respective programs as you start to look ahead to basketball season for 2020 and 21. We'll likely see some more names go into the transfer portal as the summer approaches, what with the spring disruption that we've had. And again, there are over 900 names in the transfer portal since it got opened. As you start to make your plans for your school season, those are some of the names that will no longer be part of those programs. On Friday, we'll talk about some of the players coming into these programs. Some fairly big-name transfers have entered the ACC, including a couple of conference players of the year at mid-major leagues. They will be making their way to ACC programs in the fall. We'll talk about them on Friday's show. Again, if you have anything you want to share with us, please tweet us. We are at LockedOnACC. You can also email us, lockedonacc at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. 
We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you find value in what you hear, please like, rate, follow, share, and subscribe. The more you get the word out, the more it helps. While you're doing all that, depending on what you want to hear, we have some options for you. If you're wanting to hear some conference talk like you just heard, check out any of our conference shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We have Locked On Big Ten, Locked On SEC, Locked On Big 12. If you like what we're doing here, they're doing it for those conferences. Also, if you're looking forward to the NBA, because the NBA is talking about coming back, they're already starting to set up the program for how they're going to do it. Check out Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. All of that and more right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until Friday, I'm Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked On ACC. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you Friday. Take care.